Welcome back to The Design Show with Coffee. I'm your host, Jonathan, and I'm here with my co-host, Leon. Hi, guys. How are you doing? And today we have a juicy episode planned with a communication design student here at DAP, Spencer Roberts. You come highly recommended. Oh, do I? (laughs) How are you? I'm great. Glad to be here. It's going to be fun talking to you guys. First podcast. First podcast? Well, it's our first season of a podcast yeah so <laughs> this is interesting actually the first student and our first student oh. that we're interviewing yes first for many things yeah. yeah and i'm glad that we get to sort of cross over to different design parts because up until now we've mostly been talking about industrial design and i don't want to bore the audience with just industrial design because we're nerdy about it and maybe we should add some flavor to the podcast so I'm yeah, glad to have you on. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, do you see yourself as a communication designer or as a graphic designer? Oh, <laughs> amazing <laughs> question. And maybe gate. you can tell us the difference because <laughs> um, I'm not, I wasn't entirely sure. You know, it's funny. Um, I think I'm still learning what it means to be a designer. Okay. Um, so throwing a label on it kind of seems like BS. Uh, I think like, what? Well, all right. When I'm explaining to myself or explaining to others what I do, I tell them I'm a graphic designer. Because if I say communication designer, they think I'm talking about communications, um, or they just have no idea what I'm talking about. So it's like a more universal term to speak to people that aren't familiar with design. But I feel like it also has like a negative connotation. Graphic designer, like people don't know what it really means or what a graphic designer does uh unemployed yeah exactly (laughs) that's that's what people think like there's this weird like mysterious gloom over the term graphic designer so i'm torn about what to call myself and i haven't quite figured it out yet but yeah well maybe you can explain what exactly you do and this is again not this is sort of the stigma around it not my personal opinion but what do you do other than design logos and play with colors? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right, right out of the gate that I don't do much playing with colors because I'm colorblind. So oh, that leaves wow, me with wow. just that leaves me just with logos. Then right? Um, <laughs> oh no, wait! That I didn't. He opened the box that I didn't. I even think know. you told it once in class. right? Yeah, but I completely yeah. forgot that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's a whole thing in in itself. Um, but yeah, That's I think most people don't even think of logos when you tell them you're a graphic designer. Like they think that I'm like creating art or screen printing t-shirts. Um, especially in the US too. I'm not sure what it's like overseas when people think of graphic design, but I feel like that's generally like nobody knows what it is, which is weird considering everything around us is designed, right? Yeah. Yeah. But nobody knows or acknowledges that. Um, and I hadn't until I came to design school. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't blame somebody for thinking that it's not actually like this meaningful career or anything like that. Cause I had no idea. And there's definitely like a weird stigma. It's crazy. Like after you enter design school, you see the world with different eyes because everything now you analyze. It, you it's ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> Graphic design is my burden. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 such a different way of looking at the world. Almost like I I stopped reading things 
I only like look at words. I look at letters and it's funny, like my girlfriend gets so mad at me <laughs> about it. She's like, why is it taking you forever to read that? Like, why did you not read it? Um, you know, like I'm too busy, like getting caught up looking at the letter forms or something like that. Like that's, <laughs> it's honestly a burden, uh, but it's, it's great. And in the same sense, so. Yeah. Wow. It's like industrial design, when you look at the product, you're like, yeah. Analyzing the other person's like, what are you doing? I feel like, but I enjoy, I enjoy hearing this stuff because I feel like we're around on the same wavelength mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. in, in that regard, because, um, Leon and I are both very passionate about what we do. And sometimes we find ourselves in awkward situations because we think every other design student is as passionate as we are and sort of live this design life. And then you sort of have awkward situations where you realize that people aren't like that. And when you do meet another designer that's sort of like that, you're like, fuck, man, we, we vibe. We're on the same yeah, definitely. wavelength. I, that. I feel like I'm honestly more disappointed then I am excited like <laughs> wow. when it comes to finding people and how much they care about design. So yeah, it's great. I can tell you guys are super passionate. Oh, you, ha you even have a podcast called The Design Show, I've heard. So it, it turns <laughs> out that you guys are pretty excited about design. So yeah, as am you. I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how did you even get started with that? Just give us a little background on who you oh, are man. And, and how were you like always this creative kid or how did that start? Yeah, um, I feel like in a, in a sense, I've kind of ended up here by accident. Um, hmm. You know, it's kind of weird. Like like I said, I didn't really have much a s sense of what graphic design was until I actually started studying here. Um, so I've definitely always been like a creative kid, but I express myself like in weird ways, mm -hmm. like creative creatively. It's not like I was sitting there like drawing up masterpieces. But I express myself creatively through like cracking jokes and like trying to entertain people, uh, doing stupid little dances, listening to music, like different ways than what you would probably expect from like somebody that is now a graphic designer. Like I feel like you would assume that I was in here like drawing images and I'm not like an artistic person. I don't see myself as so. Uh, yeah, I like playing with Legos and and stuff like that, but I never really knew that design was a career. So I want to say that, yeah, I, I never really was like artistic. Um, so in high school, we had to like graduate with an art credit, like you had to take an art class. I was the kid that was like the senior in my art class in the corner, like the weird kid that <laughs> wasn't like into art, like. Yeah, the weirdo in the corner. That's just what I was. Um, but I, I expressed myself creatively and like through scaring my mom <laughs> in creative ways, <laughs> jumping out of the closet, like weird, weird stuff. Um, and I think we've kind of started to tap into this a little bit, but like I, I didn't know what design was. Um, so, you know, when it came time to apply to college, I didn't apply to it to design originally, um, or graphic design, I should say, communication design, as some people <laughs> call it. Um, you know, I, I was more of like the math and science-y kind of type. And um, I ended up studying engineering my first year here at UC. Wow, um, crazy. Yeah. I was that. So, 
How was it? Um, well, it was just foundations. So I decided that I wanted to be like an architect, even though I had no sense of what design was. And I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Um, and all you really need to know about Dayton, Ohio is that there's no good architecture. <laughs> and it's a cultural black hole. Oh, man. Um, I didn't get to vacation much as a kid. So like I didn't really see the world and I don't know why I decided that this is what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, I come from like a more math and sciencey, and UC has an architectural engineering program. Uh, so that's what I was studying for my first year. And it was kind of like a weird thing. Like, how do you expect like the, some 18 year old kid to know what they want to do for the rest of their life? And I just knew that I wanted to get out of Dayton. <laughs> I wanted because like people grow up there and they they get a job, they live there their whole life and they die. And it's like this <laughs> cultural black hole. It's garbage. Um, I love Dayton. Now I know what to call, <laughs> now, now I know what to call the episode. Gar cultural leaving, black hole. Leaving Dayton. Leaving Dayton. <laughs> That's the yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Dayton is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's not the best like design scene is all I'm trying to get at. And I didn't have anyone in my life in a creative profession. So I, what I mean by I accidentally ended up here is that, you know, I was studying engineering um, and my brother's a music producer, you know, so I guess that's, that's a creative field. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, oh. That means coffee, but finish your, okay, your yeah, thought yeah, there. Yeah. Um, this is like a 10 minute thought, so maybe I'll, <laughs> Quickly try and wrap it up. No, um, no, no. Take your no time, rush. man. You know, I, I listened to a lot of music, like I'd said, and I think the first design thing that I started to acknowledge was like album covers. So when my brother started producing music, I had decided, you know what, you need some like single covers for your tracks that you're putting out on SoundCloud or whatever. So, That's cool. so I started to try to like dig into this um, and see if I can like do something to help him. Um, so yeah, I came across like a video online for like a logo, like how to make a logo. Cause like I, I decided that I was going to make only graphic designers only make logos. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm improving our theory. Yeah. <laughs> no, I decided that, you know, this is what I need to figure out next. And I came across a YouTube video and long story short, I was like instantly like mind blown, like. Graphic design is a career, like you make logos and it's this big thing and um, I'm leaving out so much, I feel like, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I kind of was accidentally open up to this world and I realized that, you know, I, I am somewhat creative and this, uh, this major that I'm in is not like scratching that itch for me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this out, and um, I applied to communication design, and I got in. Mm -hmm. and, nice, nice. You know, I didn't know what design was, but here, here I am. Yeah. Wow, this <laughs> totally uh, proves my my theory wrong. I have this weird like conspiracy theory, but do tell. It's uh, basically well, it's not a conspiracy, but I guess it's like I have this theory that there's a creative gene that's sort mm -hmm. of because uh, up until now, everyone I've met has uh, that sort of in these creative industries has some sort of previous heritage or like some sort of 
like a lot of we found that a lot of industrial design students their parents are architects or grandparents are architects mm -hmm. and like or they have an uncle that's like doing graphic design or something so i feel like it's always been somehow inside a family and it's crazy to hear now that you're sort of like that first one that sort of started a creative career yeah definitely um yeah i i think i proved your theory incorrect yeah <laughs> <laughs> well not really i think um, I mean, your brother has it too, I guess. So. Yeah, I, I think everybody's creative, right? Like whether you're making graphics or drawing cars or whatever you guys Organizing do. Organizing you're, you're very positive on um, that because I see a lot of limitations in people. Yeah, I think people don't know how to express themselves creatively, but they have it deep, Okay, deep I mean, down. That's a new theory. It I can like be that. also that you just organize your house. <laughs> I like that theory. You know, I think somebody like tickled just, it out of people. Yeah, somebody tickled it out of me, and <laughs> here I am. Like I, I realize that you know, I, I wouldn't be anywhere else. Yeah, like this just makes sense for me. So. Definitely. There was also one industrial designer who said that everybody can be a designer. Yeah. So, even if it's just laying, making the layout of your house, or the little needy st uh, stuff like how you put the sh chairs and the table in your room. That was also something interesting. Once I was on a flight. And you know how before takeoff or like after you took off the, the steward or stewardess usually give like an announcement that like, we welcome you on the flight and I hope it's enjoyable. One of them said, we hope to design this experience as positive as possible. And I was like, wow, I'd never thought about a flight being a designed experience and also from a, like a service experience, not necessarily oh, yeah. like the seats or something. Uh, physically oriented, but the entire travel experience. Service design. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Everything is designed. Even the yeah. steward is designed. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, okay, coffee. Coffee. Yes. Do you want to do Push the honor of pushing down? Yeah. Uh, for context, French press. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm learning now. I've, so I've never seen a French press in action. But it's because you're from Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you actually hit the stereotype perfectly. I don't think there's anybody that has a French press in Dayton. I've, really? I, I don't like know. Filter it coffee? It doesn't seem right. Like yeah, the Mr. Coffee like, Machine? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Everybody's got but at least one US. of those on their counters. That's not Dayton. That's the entire uh, US. <laughs> it's important to push it slowly down. I, I think so. It's important. Leon yeah, is yeah, just you shouldn't rush it. Making eyes with all of us as he's slowly yeah, pushing slowly down pushing. this. Push. <laughs> oh yeah, we always do this like ASMR bit now. Yeah. I'm about to point. Out. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go, guys. It always sounds like somebody's taking a piss, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's hilarious. <laughs> And like it's you, sort of our thing now on the podcast. You can just extract the sound and put it everywhere in the bathroom. I'm going to be the first to say it, that they're not actually pouring coffee here. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually an inserted MP3 file. <laughs> <laughs> this is fake. Yeah, you're just inserting the sound in, in post. <laughs> but also it's sounding all the time the same. So, oh, before I forget, Alex, if you made it this far in the episode, I'm pretty proud of you. Yeah, good, job, Alex. <laughs> good for good for you for listening. Our our roommate Alex, 
he always says, oh, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. But he never listens to our podcast. Oh, and sure. I said it should start being an inside joke where we randomly call him out in an episode. <laughs> yeah. So um, which yeah. coffee blend was that? This is uh, the... I hope uh, it's not the... It's the Lavazza coffee okay. again. It's not the terrible one. No. The Chigori. No. We accidentally bought really terrible <laughs> coffee uh, for, for the podcast. But we tried it before the podcast episode because we were like, we don't want to... We want to know what we're getting ourselves into before we we record. And then it was the worst coffee we ever bought. And we're like, imagine if we would have drank that <laughs> on air. Like spit take. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been a terrible episode, to be yeah. honest. It was also funny when we was having the episode with Peter. We accidentally uh, brew espresso coffee. So it was like a whole cup of espresso. This was all espresso coffee. And we didn't saw that. So at the end we was drinking espresso coffee. Okay. Super strong one. There's no way you slept. So for, <laughs> all you, <laughs> for all you coffee nerds out there, it's a Lavazza premium house blend, medium roast, refined and delicate. Okay. I feel like there's a stereotype that designers are like big coffee people. I think that's not a stereotype. I think that's fact. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to be like a big coffee nerd, but like that, what you just said meant literally nothing to me. The fuck you doing it's on our podcast? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Hey, I was invited for context. Uh, yeah, no, I'm joking. Being coffee's like the best yeah. tool to stay awake and work. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, um, we sort of touched on this before. Um, the sort of, what do you think it is? Because we sort of came to the realization when starting our sort of design journey and stuff like that in school and also coming here to the U.S. Um, that every not everyone is so into the design life. You know, we sort of embrace it as part of our personality, to be honest. Like, if you mm -hmm. ask me to describe myself, one of the first things I would say is designer. And um, a lot of people, they don't, they, I, I don't know if they have the fear of making it part of their identity, but a lot of people are not so interested. They might even just be studying it because they couldn't think of anything else. What do you think is like the reasoning for the lack of sort of motivation or love for mm. the subject? Do you yeah. do you think there is some sort of problem? Ooh, that's a really good question. And I'm not going to be able to give you a really good answer. <laughs> um, I think for me, why I am like so interested in design and mm. it's become such a big part of my life is because I was taking a risk when I applied for a design major. Um, and I didn't really know like the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of coming in as like an underdog and I felt like I needed to kind of prove it to both myself and my family that I'm like making the right decision, right? Mm -hmm. um, because there's a big financial commitment in going to college in the US. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. Spend on that. Um, But, you know, I think I just kind of adopted it then. And it's like I had to really prove it to both myself and everybody else that, you know, this was the right choice. Uh, so in the process of doing that, I, I've learned that I've like fallen in love with design. Um, I don't know if um, it has to do with how good you are in design, I wonder. Like I've I've been invited to like golf before. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it's no fun when you're like, double bogeying every hole like that's you true. hate you hate golf when you're not doing good 
Um, even if it is like a beautiful day and you're like just hanging out on the golf course, you know, I wonder if it's something like that, but I, I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry that's, for the, no, but makes that's sense. a good point. Like same I when mean, you play tennis and you don't hit the ball. I feel like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's automatically, I never really thought about it that way, but the people that I meet that are less in love with it or less motivated are usually, they don't deliver that good work. To be honest, look at us, room full of ego here. We're yeah, <laughs> I've been told that. I mean, I've been told I have. I think it's an ego. Also, be a problem. Maybe they struggle to find the right shapes because you know some people just have this little talent of finding right proportions, and some people have mm -hmm. to really work hard for it. And they always all the time meet like a like a dot. Like they get uh, people say to them that looks shitty. You know, it's always a punch. So I think for some of them, it's also really hard because. It's a hard fight to get up there. And some people just have this gut feeling and people are like, oh man, this looks amazing. And it's like, yeah. Or it's, it's also a gut feeling, but it's also having exposure to nice things. For example, yeah, I'm lucky that my parents have both been design oriented. So we always had nice things around the house. Like, and yeah. they would tell me, look, this is, you can tell why it's nice. And I always had that exposure. And then there are people who don't come from like creative households examples here yeah and yeah, nice. i and i guess that's you're purely doing stuff based on your gut right i don't know if you guys have seen because i can always reference nice things that yeah, i've seen previously i've seen that because of i have this motorsport and more like a technical background of my father that's why i like those bit more rough rugged yeah sporty things mm. but i think if my parents i would be more into like luxurious i would also have a better feeling for that i think that also the parents and where you're start to grow up it's also influencing oh for sure do you would you say you have a style in design <laughs> you know i think as graphic designers we're taught not to have a style mm -hmm. um especially when everything is so client motivated and everybody has different like problems that you're supposed to solve you need to be flexible right yeah um i think we have interests you know and for me that's like typography and like Literally just put big type on anything and that's my style probably. Um, black and white, big type, you know, but that's not. <laughs> Where's that on the, hold up. We're going to uh, shift into the package design <laughs> studio now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so how we, actually, how we actually met, sort of met, was um, on in our package design studio mm. where literally this is the first real discussion we're having. Yeah. But before we just said hi to each other. So I guess that counts as meeting. Just but, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But um, um, so we had this package design studio where we had to pick something to re redesign the packaging mm -hmm. for. Um, maybe you want to talk about what your package project was. And the reason I'm leaning into that is because what you just described is sort of something I, I personally didn't see in the project. Like yeah. big, big type and black and white. Like yeah, you yeah, can yeah, sort of yeah, go, yeah. You can sort of go into that. Um, we're here for the tea. <clears throat> oh, the coffee, you mean? <laughs> the coffee, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, like I've kind of started to talk about So a bit of context in our packaging class. Um, my team, we're focused on redesigning the motor oil container. Um, and part of that is like uh, repositioning an existing brand. Um, so I've kind of talked about it, like graphic design, like you have to, you can't just like, it's not art, 
you know, like you can't just pull out your style. I think there's always like limitations and what you can do, um, especially what I've seen like in client work and working in the real world, because UC has uh, this amazing co-op program where you get to um, get real world experience at design firms. And um, I think there's always like limitations to the brief. So maybe it's limiting in that I start to um, think more about like what the safe thing is to design um, because of this process. Um, and maybe I lean into that a bit, but I think I also want to like just try and do different things with, with everything too. So, you know, I'm not like injecting my style. It's also a group project. Like I'm not here to like take over and um, shut just try what I want to do. You know, I don't think that's like, should be the end goal. Um, so yeah, hopefully that. But don't you think there should be some sort of leader in the team that sort of pushes a direction or else, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of, if you put a lot of creative people in a room, they might all have the tendency to have ideas, but not be able to organize them to a collective goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always like several different right answers to a problem. Um, and I'm not here to push my idea that I think is right. I think I've approached this project from more of like an art direction kind of stance. Like I, I feel like I, I'm kind of finding myself generally in more like leadership style positions. I don't want to say I'm like a leader because I feel like I'm not much of a leader, which I don't know. My, I'm an INTJ according to the Myers-Briggs scale or whatever, which is actually more of like a leadership quality. Um, but I just want to have the group's best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to like push my style or anything, but I, I, I want to hear what everybody else wants to explore and um, do what's best for the group. I don't. <laughs> do you feel like when you're doing your, for example, your graphic work on this packaging, is there like certain elements that find, like, even though you're purposefully, purposefully trying not to do your style, right? Are there certain elements that sort of find themselves back to every project you do that sort of you can... So for example, in industrial design, sometimes we can actually tell who designed what because we know each other well. Can graphic designers see something and say, oh, that's, that's definitely <laughs> a Spencer, you know? I've been told that I have a style. Um, okay. Actually, yeah. But what, how do I define it? No, I... I don't have like a definition or like words to say that this is my style. I've been told that like my work generally looks like similar from project to project. And I think that might have to do with like our process too, right? Like maybe we fall into the same process and we kind of start to replicate other things that we've already done. And then that shows through in other projects, but But what are like things that you can sort of recognize, like proportions, um, uh, how do you say, guides, maybe certain curves or lines? Mm. Is there like, what are graphic elements that you can sort of recognize people's work by? You know, I, that's a really good question. And <laughs> you're like asking questions that I feel like I can't answer. That's okay. Though. I'm, I'm not going to have satisfying answers. Yeah, but so. you, but you know what? We're open to ideas. So if you have a philosophy, yeah, um, you know, it's, and I haven't really thought about this much, but 
I think I generally have a tendency to like start approaching a project from like a typography stance first, like, mm-hmm. really just trying to feel out the project through type. Like what, if this was like a typeface for this project, what would be the most appropriate? Um, and then generally like, how does that translate into the actual design? So I don't know. And I, and I'm different from other communication designers too. Like everybody approaches it differently. Um, I do think there's, uh, sometimes it's obvious, like you can tell what tools somebody made something with. And from there you kind of start to establish like a specific visual language. And it's easy to get caught in that trap with like, uh, graphic designers, especially, and I don't know about industrial designers, but like just leaning into the same like tools and illustrator and Photoshop, for example, like you can, you can tell like somebody, um, did an image trace over this or they use the blend tool or et cetera, et cetera. Like you can start to kind of pick some of these things apart. And I think that can get problematic when you can like tell the tool that somebody used. So generally I try to like, um, play around and learn new tools or learn how to Mm -hmm. create new things with the same tools or go analog. Um, a lot of my work is experimental or like trying new things and new processes so i'm definitely like that's definitely a thing where you can you can tell the tool um and i try to avoid that in my work Uh, how do you how do you stand out compared to like the i don't want you to like generalize now but if you were to generalize your sort of colleagues (laughs) (laughs) i hope nobody's listening (laughs) if you were to generalize your colleagues um because, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a reason why I was sort of like, when I found your Instagram page, I was sort of imp- really impressed by your work and compared to like, also, I hope nobody's listening, Damn. but the work that I saw um, from mm. some That's communication okay. no design students. No names. Yeah. And I was, and how do you think, because I wouldn't necessarily say the other ones, they're not bad. But how, what exactly is it that you stick out on is the question. Um, and that's a huge question in and of itself. Yeah. I think it's bigger than design, like how you stick out, you know, but mm-hmm. to kind of try to keep it in what you're asking, I guess. Um, <laughs> you're probably like, man, what did this guy smoke before? <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't coffee that we're passing around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, can you pass a rum real quick? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, say the question again. Um, um, how do you, if you were to generalize, <laughs> or maybe I don't want to say okay, just okay. DAP students, but if you were mm. to generalize graphic designers, yeah, yeah. how do you stick out in this, you know, industry? And how, yeah, I guess just that's the question. Oh, I, you know, sometimes I don't want to stick out. Um, I think part of the problem is like literally just America and capitalism and low budgets and people generally not appreciating des- good design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really big. Like in America, I feel like there's not a big appreciation for design. And this like really lowers the bar in terms of standards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's helped me is really just like exploring like what's already out there what's been done and like building a visual palette i think is really important 
um, to really understand what's good and what's not. Um, because there's a lot of people that think, man, my work is really good or they're satisfied with it. And, uh, you know, like, I, <laughs> yeah, I might say otherwise. Some, yeah. some other people might say otherwise. I don't know. Are you um, a person who says work is good or are you always saying I can improve no, on that? No, no. I can improve on that. Oh yeah. No, I think my work is never good enough. Okay, like yeah. I said, I'm an INTJ. Um, mm. and part of that is like not realizing or, um, Search never that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read uh, the entire. No, I'm not going to do person it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I nothing is ever like finished in my eyes. Like I don't. I wouldn't say my work is like good. I I want to say that I have like the ability to make good work. Um, I think part of it is involved. Like part of the problem is like knowing when to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, because I could go on forever and ever like, yeah. tweaking something. Um, and this definitely comes through and like, I'm really starting to explore type design recently. Um, and I could spend an entire day designing one letter and like, just trying to make sure the curve is perfect. Um, but I think it all, you have to be able to know when to stop too. And I think that is what makes you a good designer. So it's yeah. not just about creating good work, but like. Knowing when to stop, I guess. Yeah, being efficient because if you're like in the in the real world scenario, you don't have much time. So you yeah. have to come up with quick decisions, which are good, possible. Yeah, that's a whole nother problem. Yeah. Um, especially in graphic design, like it, everything is like becoming super short form content. Everything is content. I hate the word content, but you know, it's like something doesn't have uh, as long as a, as long of a life as it did. 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 years ago. Um, and because we're just kind of like consuming things and quickly forgetting about it, moving on. And there's so many people doing so many things that, you know, how do you stand out? Is is the goal to even stand out? Does it matter anymore? It's quick trends. <laughs> it's like quick trends. Yeah. Design, yeah. like an industrial design. Every year Same. they're like, new. no, but like, And it's it's especially prominent in like Behance and uh, Pinterest. Yeah. When you scroll on there and look at like industrial design, you're like, oh, so this is the trend for this year, you know? Yeah. Everyone's doing cloudy plastic materials <laughs> or like a neon orange highlight. Well, now the cube shape, right? Yeah. Now it's cube. Now it's cube yeah. shape with <laughs> geometrical circle holes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely a thing in graphic design too. And I think the mood board has um, yeah. really been like the big problem. Um, because as designers, we need some, some way to be able to speak to non-designers. And mm -hmm. we found out that the mood board is a good way to do that. But that involves taking work that already exists, putting it together and then showing somebody and they have this mental picture that that's what they want. And it's something that already exists. So we're just recycling these trends and not creating anything new and innovative. And that's a big problem. But <laughs> Yeah, you go. That's ahead. the cool thing when then when you experiment because then you came up with new ideas. For example, you play yeah. with you know throwing color on a on a canvas and just from there you take a close up shot and then you have a new picture or image which inspires you. I think that's how you can get the new ideas for mood boards or for uh, projects. But um back back to what you were saying about mood boards communicating to non-designers. I feel like I've met We've had a client project where we would show a mood board and they didn't know what to start with it because they're like, wait, I don't understand. Is this 
what you want to do for us, like word for word, right. or like they don't understand the 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 term mood. Like this is a feeling you're supposed to get. They mm -hmm. think, oh, these are the actual elements that'll mm -hmm. show up on the design. And then when I come with something else that sort of got inspired by that, but it's not word for word for what it was in the mood board, that can cause some irritation. Have you met people like that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, there's always a huge communication barrier between designers and non-designers. Um, and I'm like newly starting to learn about this uh, even more and more because I'm doing some freelance work on the side and uh, just learning how to jump through hoops there like and speak to people. It's, mm. it's, a whole, it's a whole problem. I think good designers are the ones that are able to bridge that gap and paint a picture. Um, you know, and the mood board is a way to do that. But I think there's, you need to be able to go beyond that. And um, I think language and being able to speak about a concept is really important too, so. Sort of jumping back to something you said before that even, where you were sort of taking a, a jab at capitalism. And <laughs> no, but like, okay, I think... It is, it has flaws, but, and it, and there's definitely an issue from a sustainability point of view and from like a product life cycle point of view. And, and it really sucks when product life cycle gets so short because it means, you know, it has a, a bad influence on design and it's not really being appreciated, which is what you talked about, but I love it. I, I love it when people consume my stuff. Like, that is my goal. I want mm. people to consume my stuff. And it's just such an ego boost at the same time. <laughs> do you not, do you, are you like, do you see that as an advantage in that? Or do you just think, oh no, bad capitalism, sort of? No, not to get know. political, but that's just sort of. And I, I'm not one to be able to speak um, on capitalism. Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think it has its flaws and it has its benefits, but I, I, I would avoid that conversation personally. <laughs> yeah, but would you um, say that you enjoy a free market where you can produce work and somebody pays you for it? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and definitely like getting back to your point about like somebody consuming or experiencing your work. Uh, it's amazing. I think, you know, I made stuff growing up. And it was great to just make things and put things out into the world. And now, like in a design field, um, I'm making things and people are interacting with it, um, whether they know it or not. Like, it, it's just a cool feeling. Um, so I think that, yeah, that's definitely a driver in my work. Um, I want to be able to make cool things that people interact with. Mm -hmm. And I think just about everybody does, right? Yeah. Okay, you answered that. <laughs> um, I don't want to. I don't want to sort of be the one to bring it back to that. But the package design project. Um, <laughs> I was because no, we were like presenting in as groups, and I was sort of in the audience when you guys were getting your feedback, and it got you know it got. I think I would say most of the critique on the form rather than the graphics, but. When you get critique on something like a forum, because it's a team uh, assignment, do you see it as a critique on you as well? Or do you see it as like, do you separate yourself like, oh, that's the industrial designer. I don't see it as like an attack 
not an attack, but like a criticism on my work? Um, no, I, I mean, generally with critique, I think I, I'm good at like taking a step aside from the work and really understanding somebody's point. Like I'm, I'm going to separate myself from my work and I try, I at least really try to do that. You know, it, it can be disappointing. Um, when somebody does take a stab at your work or that's what it feels like anyway, but somebody's just trying to elevate it to the next level. Um, and in our packaging group, you know, I, I've tried to kind of break that barrier and get into the form making. Um, I don't have like the tools or the, the language to really understand how to do that in a great way. So mm -hmm. when somebody tells me like, yeah, this isn't great. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I understand entirely um, and I want to be able to make something good. You know, I think I, I'm able to kind of speak the language, but I don't know just how to like actually design in that sense yet. But So how much influence did you have uh, on the form in, in that project? Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I focused more on the graphic side of things. Um, so I had one of our communication design students was really into the form making. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't want to like step on his toes. I recognized that that's something that he was interested in and he was actually producing some really interesting stuff. So, um, I'm going to kind of step out of the way and let him produce along with our industrial designer produce work. Um, And then I'm more than happy to like chip in um, and critique like our stuff and just to try and push it further. But I recognize that I'm not going to be the best to like shape it myself, right? Yeah. Um, But that sort of goes into <laughs> what I'm curious to hear from you about. Do you think that design that seeing us as like a type of person, designers, we have a sense of common knowledge, even if in, it doesn't matter if we're industrial designers or graphic designers, we all have a sense for proportions and like certain form ideation, what looks nice. We have an eye for what looks like nice, what doesn't look nice. Do you think that as a, a graphic designer or communication design student, you have uh, the ability to create something nice in a th uh, in three-dimensional form and vice versa? Do you think industrial design students are have the potential to make nice uh, graphic design work or like typography skills and such? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I think we kind of speak similar languages. Um, I think it's probably easier to translate something 3D into two dimensions than it is working from a two-dimensional space to 3D. Um, but I think we all kind of have that ability. I think a lot of the like uh, communication designers that are approaching more of like an industrial design product have the tendency to like want to just expand it. Like it's a 2D form that's just been expanded into three dimensions, so now it has depth. Um, but we often don't think about like how the overall form communicates or whatever, right? Um, recently, I co-opt with um, a environmental graphic design agency um, where, you know, it's we're thinking about 
our 2D graphics and 3D space or creating like signage um, that is like 3D, you know, you have to start thinking in 3D. Um, so I have some ability to do that, I think. And like I said, I, I thought I was going to be an architect at one point for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I would have the ability, um, but it, there's a barrier like I'm going to have to practice if I want to actually be good. Right. And I recognize that I'm not going to go in here guns blazing, thinking that mm-hmm. I own the place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to recognize that, you know, this isn't my skill suit. So I'll take a step back. But um, do you, for example, have you seen um, industrial design students having potential in, in really doing great graphic work or have you, have you had a situation like that before? Um, no. And I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like I haven't spoken much to anybody outside of the graphic world. Mm. You know, we're all pretty mm. young. Yeah. Um, we're in school still. Um, and up until this semester, we didn't have a collaborative studio. Um, so I'm, I can't say that I'm familiar enough with like other yeah. different types of designers and, and the kind of work that they can produce. But I do think that, um, no matter what you're doing, if you're like approaching something that's a little bit outside of what you usually do, you're probably not going to be the best at it immediately. <laughs> yeah, you have to do practicing and then yeah. understanding mm-hmm. the rules. But I think because we know the language and all the rules of layouting, mm-hmm. I think graphic designer can also become a decent or good industrial designer and the other way around because we just have this this feeling for what is right, what is not right. And it's, at the end, it's practicing. Do you see a future where designers are sort of these fluid people that can do a lot of things? I mean, not just- right now, it's also shifting that many industrial designers want to do UX design. Yeah. So I think uh, it depends uh, in which direction you want to go. That's sort of where we blend worlds, isn't it? Yeah. UI, UX. Mm-hmm. Because product more design. products getting digital and then you need a UX. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's funny because I tend to stray away from like UI, UX stuff. Myself yeah? Are you old so. school? Well, no, I, I think I just focus more on in other aspects. There's so many different facets of graphic design. Um, I think I'm tending to lean more toward the brand identity realm, even though nice. I was just trash talking capitalism five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> no, you were just, I mean, it's healthy to criticize. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I sort of want to sort of want to touch a little bit on color and especially because you pointed out that you're colorblind, but, um, <laughs> you <up>. know, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like um, got me in a corner. <laughs> hey, you said you were. I asked if there were any questions that I like a no go. So I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. But um, industrial design, or at least I can say personally, I don't want to generalize industrial designers. And but I tend to have uh, issues experimenting with colors. Like I tend, if you look at my portfolio, it's all very black, white, silver. Have, you saw that. you saw the camera you saw the camera <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Um, I I've pro- I usually use color as a sort of highlight um, to use as detail. How how does it work? How are you personally using color in your work? And also, how does your color blindness sort of work? Like sort of influence 
your use of color and design? Yeah, definitely. I think people would think that I might not be as good of a designer because I'm colorblind. Mm -hmm. um, or at least I thought that people might think that. It's funny. Um, I was like really hesitant to tell like my first internship employer that I was colorblind. It was like the last very last day I was like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm colorblind. And I really like <laughs> is that is that something people have <laughs> no, to know? Like, no, no, or? it's not. Um, and in fact, it's something that I really own now because I think it's something that is like an interesting talking. Yeah. Thing, right. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important that we kind of understand like our shortcomings and sometimes it's fun to pick on them um and that's how you really like create an identity as a designer and that's something that i do with colorblindness um but how it affects my work i mean i think i approach everything from like black and white first and color is kind of the last thought um but really i think what's helpful for me, is I see things more strongly in terms of value, color value, color contrast. Um, so, you know, something that might look normal to somebody with normal vision, like you two normal vision folks in front of me. Um, <laughs> you know, it might not. <laughs> is there a term for that? Like muggle? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it might not look normal to me. Um, so I think it's, it's helpful if I can recognize that. And I think like designing accessibly and, and UI and UX too, like that's a big thing, especially like thinking about colorblindness. So, uh, here we are kind of coming full circle on that. <laughs> Damn, you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you assumed my vision capabilities. <laughs> I see that you're wearing glasses. I don't know if it's uh, just to look cool, but. You do look cool, by the way. Thank I, you. I enjoy your glasses. Thank you. Yeah, they're but, new. I had oh, the nice. round Harry Potter ones before. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, do you, do your glasses help you with color? And is it just... No, I wish. Um, they have those, don't they? Yeah, they're like $800. So if anybody out there that's listening wants to donate a nice Christmas gift But do you to want me, that? No, like, you know, I don't care. Um the way I see the world is the way that I've always seen the world. Mm. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. In fact, it's kind of funny um, just like acknowledging when I, when I do have like shortcomings in terms of vision. Like it's not like a drastic deal. Like I maybe ran like one red light accidentally. <laughs> Um, you start to learn that top is stop. Um, <laughs> well, so what, what, what you do know, you mix I, up? Like what's different? Um, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm a basic bitch. Oh, can I say that? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> so I, I made Fully an announcement at the beginning of last episode where I was like, guys, we're going to stop bleeping stuff. So if anyone's kid is listening to this, cover your ears, cover your ears or don't have them listen to us, you know? So, yeah. No, but, that's fair. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm basic. Uh, just classic red, green, color blind. Um, generally, so, it's like so. Green. It's for you, gray or less yeah, yeah, saturated. Like gray and green is what really gets me, and okay. like light pinky tones, um, especially in like low light situations. Um, if colors are fully saturated, like I have no problem like recognizing that it's um, green or red, but it also mm. depends on the context. Uh, like if I'm looking at one of those like colorblind uh, mosaics or whatever, I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm not going to be able to tell you what 
what number it is. Like it's it's honestly kind of funny. Um, and you know what? I I recently learned this is like so stupid. I recently learned that the colors of the rainbow, like you know how they teach you Roy G. Biv. Um, I recently learned that that's a real thing. I thought it was just a made up thing because <laughs> rainbows to me are just yellow and blue, like real rainbows. <laughs> if I saw a rainbow <laughs> in the sky, like. But then I, I thought it was just some fun thing that people are like, let's add some extra colors. Like I never really thought about it. Like there's so many weird, like little things like that that you learn. Like you uh, just I just see the, the world. LGBTQ community was just no, 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 no. This is getting problematic. I'm gonna announce my status as a cis white male and recognize that that's where I stand in the world. Um, and and then I don't see it. rainbows the way that other people see rainbows, but I fully support the LGBTQIA plus community. <laughs> um, now that that's Safe. out of the way. <laughs> but um, then what I find interesting is the fact that you see your work differently than us. And for us, it still looks fucking great. Like, the, for example, hey, you're, the, this, this stuff, right? I put it mm -hmm. up on Instagram for the audience. Yeah, this so purple tone is really beautiful are you kidding is it wait it is not purple is this purple i could like swear it was blue yeah like, it's like purple blue, blue. <laughs> purple. <laughs> all, right, all right i thought you were doing a bit i thought you were messing with me <laughs> no, for, for because a second, I, I thought i was colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no you know what's funny is i i didn't know i was colorblind until um foundations here in design we had a 2d uh class where we pretty much just like focused on color theory yeah like Joseph Albers' work um, and and that kind of thing. And this is when I found out that I was colorblind. Um, imagine like feeling like an outsider, like your first year in design and you get asked like, a, I can't even tell you what, what the color is correctly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's kind of funny. Um, What's the reaction? Everybody's just kind of like, what? What do you mean? Like that's, that's purple. That's not blue. Like. Left and confused. But what what was your reaction to that sort of? Um, you know, it's it was kind of weird, like finding out that you can't see color. Like I, I just felt kind of stupid. You know, it's like one of those like basic things. Like I, I could have went my whole life thinking that a square was a circle, but it was actually a square. But you know, yeah, like, when nobody tells you that, nobody. Yeah, yeah. I, so I don't know. I maybe I just I, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things. Crazy. But that means, well, I find that interesting as well because you call something, for example, you call something purple your entire life and your purple looks different than my purple, but you never realize that it's different because you always have, that's purple for you. So when I say that's an, like a nice shade of purple, you're like, yeah, that's purple as well because you called it purple, but it doesn't, for you, it doesn't look purple. Oh, right. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had to learn what what things are, I guess. Did you ever try those classes with the... Um, yeah, so actually in that same class that I was talking about, it turns out that there was somebody else that was colorblind as well. They had a different type of colorblindness, um, but I did try on the glasses and like in some instances, it, it helped me kind of see things differently um, in the way that I was supposed to, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I also didn't have glasses for like the longest time. I didn't know that I needed glasses, but you get glasses and you're like, oh my gosh, you can actually see leaves on the trees. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, it's just one of those true. those things, I guess. I Christmas know. lights aren't just dots. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're not. No. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this is fun. That was sort of we're yeah. getting under my skin here. No, <laughs> are we? No, I, no. <laughs> I like this teasing, man. Um, okay, I have a hot take. Okay. Um, so. I guess it's not like a secret, but I was a little frustrated in my group project. Mm-hmm. And I personally think, but I want to hear your side as a communication design student. I think when you're working in a team, in a, collab- in a collaborative space with other fields, so like engineers might work, no, industrial designers might, might work with engineers, right? Graphic designers might work with industrial designers. I think when you're working on a project like that, you have to sort of respect due dates based on the other fields as well. So when you do product renderings from from an industrial design standpoint, you still need the graphics, the final graphics, to be able to make it as realistic as possible. Right. Which means the graphic designer has to send you the graphics. I would say like, at least five days before the due date. My team sent it to me the night before. <laughs> and I can understand it from a point of view that you want to... Sorry for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, which it's is fine. why I didn't, I didn't sleep, you know? Uh, but I think I can understand the perspective that as a student and as a designer who wants to perfect their craft, can understand you want to work until the final minute to perfect things. Mm-hmm. But from the other side, you have to respect also the, the other fields that you're working with. So how do you see that in like a, a university college point of view? You want to deliver your best work, but you have to deliver before the due date from the class. So how do you, how do, how do you see my hot take on this? Oh, I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. I think, you know, first of all, uh, I'm not thinking about how you guys process work. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your group. Um, but maybe there was just a miscommunication mm-hmm. up front that you guys sh- should yeah. have had this conversation like, hey, um, I'm going to need this by then because this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, now, if you had that conversation and um, you you still didn't get those files that you needed, then that's the problem, right? But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought that from a graphic designer standpoint. Like, I figure you would have just been able to slap it on there at the end and call it a day you know um (laughs) like and that's just me not thinking about how you guys operate right um so yeah i I think one it's a communication thing um poor planning thing yeah like you got to stay ahead of it but in general like class projects like there's always a deadline um and i i find that you know, I, t- I tend to work to like the very last minute if I possibly can. So um, I'm definitely an erratic person. Like I'm not the one that's going to sit out and block out my time by the hour every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's it is helpful to like remind myself like um, or set some kind of deadlines before when stuff is actually due. Because uh, really we we we'll take all the time that we give ourselves. So we have to just kind of give ourselves less time, right? I think it's kind of circles back to my point about like 
figuring out when to when to stop designing and that's how that's what a quality of a good designer i think so you know i i think designers are also really bad at planning and really bad at over promising things and also bad at communicating um that's not everybody i'm generalizing yeah, yeah uh, maybe are. i'm thinking about myself uh here but you know sometimes it's hard to like you send an email to somebody and they don't get back with you and you're like what the heck like i i've sent you three emails and i still can't get a response <laughs> like you know you can try you can do what you i don't even know where i'm going with this point yeah <laughs> What was your original question? Let's see if we can, hopefully I, I answered some of that. Well, do you think as a, now as a design student, not as a professional, right? Do you think that the, that you should respect the fact that you might need to deliver earlier for the team to be able to get beautiful results? Or do you mm -hmm. think as a, as a graphic design student that you want to pull through these graphics until the very last minute so that they're as perfect as possible and basically disrespect the due dates. I think nothing's ever going to be perfect. Um, so I fully respect somebody that's able to like just push something out and turn it in. But I think that also kind of lowers the quality. I, I mean, it's, it's like finding the right balance. Um, and I think another important thing to consider and um, design school is that you never really are able to like all your professors expect that you're going to give a hundred percent of yourself in their class. Meanwhile, you have four studios and four projects that are all due at the same time. You just, no matter what you, which way you split it, you can't give everything you're all. Um, so you kind of have to pick and choose at a certain point. Um, but you know, that that's a downfall when you got a group project and you're relying on somebody else. Um, and that's more like realistic in the real world is you're, there's the due dates and there's the budget and there's expectations and you're working with other people. Um, so, you know, maybe it's just trying to, trying to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we're all learning and growing. We're all young. Do you see yourself more like your work more logical and realistic based or do you see yourself a little more emotional and artistic? Mm, yeah, as much as I want to be like lean into the more like emotion and artistic aspect, mm -hmm. like I'm really just not that person. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I have a good intuition where I can make something look pretty good pretty quickly. Um, but it's generally pretty safe oh, and other people might not think so, or other people might think it's good or be satisfied, but I'm probably not going to be. And that's why I also take on like personal projects, um, because, you know, it's about like experimenting and trying new things and really pushing yourself. And then you're able to kind of bring that stuff into the work that you're doing. And that informs and inspires the work. Mm hmm in that sense so yeah how, how would you say your brand like your i would say professional and branded corporate work differentiates from your personal stuff <laughs> well i do personal work because i generally am not satisfied by the corporate work that i'm okay. asked to do and it's funny because i think some of that is like even some of like my classwork 
Like I, I'd rather do like personal work than some of my classwork. Um, I'm a huge procrastinator. I'm like the most productive procrastinator ever. <laughs> like I'll, I'll purposely avoid doing what I'm supposed to do and instead like knock out some awesome personal work that I'm really excited about. Like <laughs> I've yeah. never identified more with a statement than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it's also interesting that when we talked about that there's people who are doing graphic design, industrial design, and there's one which are really passionate and one that just do the, the things they are told to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's also one thing that like we, we both, Jonathan and me, we always, we have free time. We think about design. We want to produce something, want to learn something new. And I think this is also something which other people might not have. That's why we overtake them and kind of like stand out because our life, our day is around design, inspiring, doing work. Because now I see the same that you love to do your own projects too. And I'm always sad that I never have the time because I have so much university stuff to do my own projects. My list is yeah, getting yeah. longer and longer. <laughs> and I'm like, when can I learn this program? When can I learn this new technique? And oh, yeah. we want to design a robot now as well. Yeah, it's like, so it's like <laughs> you know, we have free and we're thinking about how can we have again much more work? <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah, I think that like I just, I also use like design as an excuse not to be a real person. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I completely relate with you guys. Like the list is just ever growing. Like I want to start like my own design studio and do the nice. branding oh, for same. it. Start my own yeah. uh, type foundry. And I have like so many like ambitions and stuff that is it realistic that I'm ever going to yes. knock that I, stuff out? But Dude, that, you, you sound exactly like us. Okay, so like I'm gonna. Graphic. I think the biggest. I think, <laughs> I think the biggest beef I've had with people in my personal life, for example, my girlfriend. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's it's, be, it's because <laughs> it's like it, we literally have this like at least once in the semester this discussion. It's like she's like, I thought I thought you finished your project. I thought you're free now, <laughs> and I'm like I I am, but I'm uh, working on something else now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> relating to this. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, my girlfriend studied marketing. So it's like it's a mm. somewhat related field to design, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's fully well aware of the creative field. Um, but it's like someone that's like not like a creative or like a designer that constantly is like just, you know, it's it's not about knocking out the assignment and doing the work. It's about like wanting to create things. And like, I feel like people don't understand that. Yeah. It's so hard to like, yeah understand that if you're not a designer but like how yeah they think like well you have done your project now you have free time like yeah free time is to do new stuff do new projects yeah precisely um what is free time i get like sort of, <laughs> i get sort of um to be honest i feel um sometimes a little pointless if i wake up in the morning and i don't have anything to do yeah you know like i mm. like uh, for example i went i went to brazil to travel and in my free time, like literally when I was just hanging out, I would whip out my laptop and start making stuff. And you're supposed to be enjoying your vacation. Yeah, I'm supposed <laughs> to be going out and actually seeing a new country that I haven't mm, been to right, before. But instead, right. I'm like, ah, oh, let me let me learn how to do this today. Yeah, like I said, graphic design is my burden. <laughs> I fully relate to that statement. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I feel like I've, I've always got to be doing something. Um, because if I'm not like what, a, you know, I think part of the problem too, is that I don't have any friends. <laughs> I don't have, a, I don't have a life. Um, is this, you know, is this I, like you promoting, like, do you want to, this is therapy. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone out there wants to be friends, uh, hit me up. Find me Instagram. Plug, no. plug the IG. Plug oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And you brought up the Instagram. So I'll, I'll plug my IG, yeah, uh, Spencer Roberts dot design, uh, the longest name ever. So I'm not going to spell it out, but hopefully <laughs> you can figure that out. Spencer Roberts dot design on Instagram. That's Spencer Roberts. Dot design. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place you're going to find me really. Really? Maybe you Behance, don't have a website? No, I have a website, but like, how do you connect with do, people do you want over to, a website? They, you have an email me button. I do. Yeah. If you guys want to send me emails, <laughs> um, oh. And yeah, <laughs> buy me a coffee. Um, no, but donation button. Do you have that button? You have a buy me a coffee button? No, but I'm going to add one as soon as I leave today. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's genius. Yeah. But if you want to check out my website, it's also spencerroberts.design. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going for consistency there. <laughs> hey, that's key. Yeah. Consistency is key. Um, now I have two questions. I don't know which one to touch on first because you sort of, talked about both of these I'll, I'll start with i guess like self-branding and instagram um you know do you do you like posting your stuff on instagram and mm. do you see it do you see it as an, <laughs> do you see it as important Ooh. to do that um no okay <laughs> but also yes <laughs> um well i i think anymore like the algorithm is like instagram is not a platform that's good for designers and it's slowly evolving to where everything is content nothing is designer art mm -hmm. um and that's really problematic uh i when i first got into posting probably like two years ago it was just a a, a reason for me to like make make something you know if you you don't really have an urge to make something if you're not really gonna do something with it so i think it kind of helped me like bust out like some quick compositional typographic posters or something, right? Like as an exercise. And yeah. it's just a place for me to put those things. Um, and, you know, I generally like, I, I don't really care about the, the likes and comments and shares or whatever. Like that's great and all. Um, but I'm, I want to just like kind of create a space where I can archive some of my work or, um, you know, and I think most of the work that I put on Instagram too is like, not that great like not fleshed out like it's more experimental um you know i just want to experiment and and put stuff out there sometimes it's more of just about being an exercise okay and flexing like your design skills every once in a while but that's interesting because i feel like you get a first impression of somebody sometimes on instagram and my fear like for example i have a lot of very older projects that I don't mm -hmm. post on Instagram because I'm scared that if somebody were to stumble on there and see it, they would judge me based on that. Okay. Hold on. Context wise. I'm not happy with all the work that I have on Instagram. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're telling me that you really like my work on Instagram. Yes. I think people are quick to like pick out the stuff that's good. Okay. And they'll re they remember the stuff that's good. Yeah. Right? Um, like you, you'd probably be quick to forgive me about something that's like, kind of half-assed um, <laughs> if I also have something that's good on there. And I think it, it also takes like a lot of 
you know, um, like putting out a bunch of really bad stuff to to make the good stuff. Um, you know, I think it's a way for me to um, put work out there and uh, get better. You know, I think it's a really because uh, if you sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, um, I was just gonna say, you know, if you don't if you don't do the work or you you don't put something out there um, because you fear it's bad, like you're never gonna make good work. You mm. have to kind of like yeah put the crap out there to get the gold, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I think it's also a really healthy uh, mindset that you say it's not about getting the likes, the shares. It's more about you doing different exercises. You put it on there, and it's also like to see how you're evolving. Because, of course, you're not always doing perfect work or like mm. amazing work. Because it's normal. You have sometimes a good day, a bad day. But yeah, over yeah. the time, you can. It's also a nice thing for yourself. If you go scroll through, you're like, wow, we improved on the renderings, for example, industrial design or form. Yeah, yeah shape development and for you on typos so as you said an archive like a yeah. digital uh, exhibition of your own process and i think there's some people in our um sur uh, surroundings who do the same and one day uh, i think one professor said that instagram can also help to expose you for industry and then they see okay maybe oh, you're yeah. evolving or wow he's doing really consistent work and consistency is really something important so always try to push your design on Instagram. So you every day you do a sketch, for example. This is showing that you're also really trying to push your work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point too. Like it's not just about putting out good work. It's it's about showing that you're you're putting out work. Yeah. Like maybe it's more of a sketch. Like you you care and you're interested to continue to explore. And so that says something in it in of itself. Um and You know, I, I think I'd be lying if I said that I didn't do it just for the likes. Like, I think at a certain point, you kind of get caught up into it, whether you want to or not. Like, it's nice mm -hmm. when somebody starts consuming your work or uh, speaking about it, um, you know, like dropping comments on there, liking it, following you. you. You know, it gives you a nice little ego boost. So at a certain point, um, you kind of have to recognize that, <laughs> that you're, you know, you're getting your ego stroked, but like that's not why I started it. So I think, um, I've taken a step back from it here and there, uh, for that, for that reason. Um, but like you said too, it's also a great place for, uh, other people to kind of stumble across your work. I've had, like, I never expected that I would have, like anyone would have seen my work. Uh, but I've had like clients reach out and people that I've worked with now I've gotten paid because somebody has seen work that I was putting out that maybe I'm not even like putting it out there like it's a tidy portfolio project, but somebody recognizes this work and they're willing to pay me for it, which is great too, because um, you're putting out work that you want to do in that space, right? Whereas if you're like in the agency world and you're, you get like a client brief and there's limitations, like you're maybe not doing the work that you want to do, but here's the opportunity to kind of blend um, getting paid for the stuff that you're excited about if people start to find you. Mm -hmm. Nice win-win situation. Mm -hmm. Cool. Definitely. Now, the other question... Wait, too far from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the other question I had, which he sort of hinted at, is what's your, what's your goal? What's your, what, do, what, do you, mm. what do you want to do? And what do you consider... 
would be your greatest achievement if you make it to that goal? Um, I want to be God. No, I'm just playing. Definitely not. Now the podcast definitely. is going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely kidding. Um, you know, that's a tough question. I, like I said, like I, I want to have my own studio. Yeah. And, you know, that probably means something different in a graphic design world. Like a, to us, like a studio means that you're like a single person hiding behind the guise of a company and you look like you do big work and, but you're really working remotely. You don't have a physical space. Mm -hmm. You just look legit. Um, yeah. But like, I, I want to be able to have a physical space, hire employees and create cool work that I'm excited about. I think that's what everybody wants to do. Right. Yeah. Well, not no. everybody has like no. the entrepreneur, bug, yeah. um, but I, I'd say that I definitely have like, an entrepreneur bug. Um, I didn't come up very financially well to do. So finding out that I can like make money yeah. uh, on my own doing what I love is like so empowering. Um, so I think that's also uh, part of that reason of why I want to like start a, start my own studio because I, I do some freelance work and just being able to get paid for the work, having somebody just come to you and paying you for stuff that you want to do is literally the greatest feeling um in my opinion yeah can imagine yeah also probably that you don't want to be part of a like a huge comp uh, company and you kind of like doing always the same work because in the studio you have so many clients maybe if one is from uh entertainment industry the other one is maybe from the automotive mm -hmm. industry and you just always have constant new works the same for industrial design if you work yeah. at a consultancy where would maybe one day you design a consumer tech pro uh, product and the other day maybe maybe a bicycle so it's completely different but mm -hmm. never getting boring yeah that's what's really appealing about design yeah i yeah. can't imagine sitting behind a desk and being an accountant or, Hell no. or what i like that sounds click awful. in click out you know <laughs> yeah 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 oh, look forward to the barbecues on the weekend like oh, i don't God. want that to be my life oh, um you know wow. we see so maybe i have oh, an God. unhealthy no. like obsession I, with design because it starts to blend that personal life and work boundary but you know it's worth it in my opinion you know definitely you speak so logically i feel like normal <laughs> yeah now, we've always like i imagine for this this sounds normal for us what yeah. you're saying but i feel like maybe if a person that from the outside that's not like us hears it it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, three yeah. psychopaths <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um wow cool yeah and um what do you, what would you consider, you know, everyone measures success differently, but what, how, when would you go to, mm. what do you have to achieve to consider yourself successful in your career? I don't career think path? I'll ever be successful based on my own standards. Uh, but what, what you do know, you want to design that, you know, use? Oh, maybe it's best to think about it bracketed wise, like one year, five year, 10 year or something like that. Okay. So you know, what's walk realistic. us through the five, ten, and twenty year. What's plan. realistic, like this year or in the next year or two? Like I want to start a type foundry where I can just like design display fonts that are really funky. If anybody buys them, cool. If not, I do have one uh, retail font that's for sale, um, not under like my own foundry or anything, and it still baffles me that people buy it because uh, I don't think it's all that great. Um, but I do get like a steady, like $30 royalty every month. Wow. Nice. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kind of nice. weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird that like 
to think that you can um you design something that maybe you're not so happy about like i i don't i'm surprised i even put it out in the world but the fact that i do like oh even pop socket have you heard are you familiar with pop socket yeah they've licensed this font now have they done anything with it probably not but they put 130 dollars in my pocket um and it's so weird to think about but like i've found that that's really exciting um so i want to get more into type design um and perhaps like start a foundry as like a side hustle so that's like uh, somewhat realistic passive income um, passive income <laughs> <laughs> no it's becoming a business talk yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i could talk about business stuff all you day see, you want to have um, seven streams of income yeah <laughs> yeah this these are the people that have like trust funds and <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I I think it's also relevant for me to plug that I have a marketing minor, which I think is kind of useless here at UC. Maybe um, I feel like business business school in the U.S. is like kind of a joke. It's like for people that don't really know what they want to do, mm-hmm. and nobody really tries. Um, I think this is international. Okay, I think business school in general is. Yeah, I've never been to business have, school. I've, I personally have beef with business school because I studied business for one year but oh what did you get out of it nothing nothing well no okay i have to say (laughs) i have to say the intros are nice so like going into like very um like broad subjects not too much into detail it's really nice because you sort of learn like the different what kind of company types can you can you can you open or exist and what are sort of the boundaries of that but when you start going into like specific details and, and stuff Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't see it as useful because I've this very also like you said this entrepreneurial bug, and as soon as it doesn't bring me towards the goal, I sort of zone out. You know, I just don't personally. I don't care about, for example, how my uh, this is a bad example, but <laughs> this is important to know. But I cared more about the information that I would need to 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 open a type of business rather than finance. I didn't, I didn't oh, yeah. really care about finance, even though that's really important. Designers are scared of the money talk too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or at least that's what I'm, I'm feeling. Um, you mean like putting the price on your work or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah How much are you worth? How much am I worth? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm worth whatever somebody thinks that I'm worth. And I think that's oh, yeah. kind of a difficult thing that you got to find out. Um, it's so hard to price your own work. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm really interested in the business stuff. Like I said, I have a marketing mire, but I, I feel like I've kind of squeezed it, uh, class wise, like of what I wanted to get out of it and I'm about to drop it. Um, like you said, like you kind of picked up what you, you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll read some like business books here and there or something. Um, you know, I'm kind of interested in like getting all these different little things and putting them into their own little individual buckets and then having this bucket of all these different little things. Um, and I think, you know, I think I've heard somebody talk about it, like being a T shaped designer, like spreading yourself wide, um, and getting all of these different experiences, but kind of like niching down in a sense and like one, the one thing that you're really good at. Um, so that's what I'm interested in doing and I'm interested in the business aspects and even just like on internships, like I've expressed that, like I'm interested in kind of finding out the ins and outs of the design world and how to run a business. Cause I'm definitely going to steal 
yeah. everything that I learn and apply that to my own gig down the road. Um, like I studied engineering. I studied a little bit of business. Um, okay. Who knows what I'll study tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Going on to the 10 year and 20 year realistic goals. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. I was hoping, <laughs> I, I was hoping I, you I, forgot about it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, okay. Well, 10 years down the road. I think it's, I, I think it could be realistic to say that maybe I work for a small tight knit studio outside of, cause I, I hate the big corporate world kind of stuff. Like, I think you get a good opportunity to like work on some big name projects, uh, but you're playing a little part. Like I want to kind of be able to wear s- several different hats. So I'm interested in like working for a small studio um, so I think outside of, outside of school, I'm going to graduate, probably get a job at like a small studio, really, um, make sure I build that confidence and a little financial runway mm-hmm. and then eventually <laughs> take the bridge, um, to, you know, stepping away and trying to start up my own thing. I, I think that's actually becoming more and more realistic, especially nowadays, uh, with work, like going so remote. Um, and there's so many resources out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, hope, hopefully I'll have my own studio up and running in 10 years and then 20 years, you know, maybe I'll realize that I'm not made for the professional world <laughs> and then I'll be a professor at some random school Damn. and, um, making furniture for fun and I don't know, something random. Furniture for fun, you, you like? Yeah. Do you like to do this? It's like a. I've never made furniture. Oh. Sounds fun. <laughs> okay, Sounds really. So fun. I'm really interested in other design fields. Like I, I feel like I'm one of those people that could kind of like blur the lines and explore different things. And I definitely want to try doing stuff like that. So who knows? That's cool. Where yeah. I'm gonna be in 20 years? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I guess I have like one, one more question, and then. I have I have everything from my list that I have in front of me. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, you well, see man. how I work that stuff into conversation. Yeah, it's very very clever. I'm practicing. <laughs> I'm practicing at it. Free fonts. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, <laughs> as a design student, um, personally, like I mean, we don't do too many graphics, but we are always happy to have a free font to play around with. Yeah, and um. You know, probably maybe as a graphic designer, you also sometimes enjoy the occasional free font. Everybody <laughs> enjoys free fonts. But um, as somebody who makes fonts, yeah. how do you f- uh, did that change warp your perspective on it? Or how do you feel question. about, and also how do you feel about, you know, somebody buying a font and then it's spreading through USBs or. Yeah, that's going to happen. happen. Yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. um a lot of like type foundries are kind of moving to a system where they just offer free downloads of the entire font family for um, personal use. Um, and then, so I probably have like a billion different fonts on my computer that I don't even know if I paid for them or not. So I, I'm probably never going to pay for them. If Hopefully I have to, <laughs> hopefully if I use them in a, a client project, I'm going to, make the client pay for them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, I definitely have plenty of 
free fonts that I've ripped <laughs> off the internet. And as you feed, man. <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> Sorry. You hungry? Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you. So, like that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have control over that one. That's okay. <laughs> we are in a small, quiet room. <laughs> Usually, it's the coffee. It was just a bad idea that you guys came up with that. You would do this podcast with coffee in a small room. We have to take it. We have to take it to another extreme. We have to start not just drinking coffee. We have to eat apples and smoke cigarettes. Oh my god! Like, oh my god. <laughs> ASMR. The crunch, that crispy apple. The crisp. The inhale, the exhale, the lighter flick. I was talking about the ASMR in the stomach, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll also do it. <laughs> you know, that's part of it. So at the beginning of the show, you get all the things that I was saying. And then toward the end, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the room is rumbling. Man, I didn't want this to be a main thing in the episode now. <laughs> yeah, am I interviewing you or is your stomach interviewing oh, me? Oh, man, that was, a, that was a full front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Keep on going. Keep going, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you want me to do a little monkey dance. Uh, <laughs> like I uh Oh man. Taking jabs at me right now. Mm, what do we get? Yeah, throw some questions. I thought you were hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have <laughs> Fuck, man. I don't have anything to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> we were mm. talking about free fonts, but Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Free fonts. Maybe maybe um, you just forgot what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, dude. I, like I said, I'm super erratic. I start speaking and then like go in a completely different direction. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, free fonts. Yeah, no, I think. I'm sorry. Whose podcast okay. is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's mine now. Hi guys. This is Spencer Roberts. And no, I think it's inevitable that people are going to rip fonts yeah. off the internet. Um, I think anymore you can literally just go on like a, a site, pull up the HTML and download file inspecting it. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I I th I think you should do the due diligence of having your client pay for the font. Um, but you know, I I think it's good to have a library as a designer of a lot of fonts. Okay, love fonts. Yeah. <laughs> do you, sorry. You I mean, it's also nice if, for example, if you create a font and it's for free, that people download it and use it because it's like. No, and they like my work. They like to use the font. Mm -hmm. Also, like, like a um, like a success when people really like your font. It's for free because probably you have many people out to boost their project. You know, it's also a nice way to think about this. Yeah, that's like the the client telling you that you're gonna get exposure if you do the project for free. Is that is that what uh, you're saying? I should. <laughs> like, you're trying to. He's trying to get my fonts for free, guys. No, I don't. no, but it'll give you exposure. We'll get. That's how we'll pay you. And exposure. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that all too many times. Is that a um, real thing? Because I only see memes about that, but I don't know. I've never. I mean, it's definitely like the ego-driven, like music artist, some random local SoundCloud rapper that thinks they're gonna be huge. Like, yeah, hey, dude, like you'll get exposure <laughs> when this blows up. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. Wow. Um, do you have uh, some sort of? inspiration like people you look up to i would oh, say like yeah. also in design work um you know i it's hard for me to like pinpoint like a specific person or something and i i feel like 
I find inspiration in really weird ways. Like I don't, I try to get inspired outside of like design work. Okay. Mm. Like for example, I could be inspired by, um, cutting a sandwich in half and then putting it together the wrong way. And it creates like this interesting shape or something, or I'm in the shower and my girlfriend's hair is like in an interesting shape on the wall, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. like it's, I'm seeing forms and, and things. Um, and I think part of that is like, like, like I've alluded to, and you're starting to understand that I don't have much of a life and you probably are painting this picture of me being this cave dweller that doesn't step away from his laptop. And that's typically pretty true. Okay. Uh, but I try to have some more of what I call in between moments. Mm -hmm. uh, so whether that's me traveling to and from classes or my job or whatever, you know, just trying to be observant in those in between moments. Um, I definitely fall victim to just looking at my phone and wasting a ton of time. Um, but I try to find inspiration outside of design. Kind of like these similarities because yeah. I also sit all the time in front of the computer. My in between time is going to the bathroom. So, oh, <laughs> lots of inspiration there. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. But there's also some good ways. For example, you you take sometimes a walk. Yeah, to get you know a free mind. Yeah, that was especially during COVID. I I started mm. doing walks because I yeah. just had to leave my laptop. Yeah, and I had to see other things around me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's. You know, COVID's kind of screwed graphic designers in a sense because really? Oh, really? it's so easily to be remote nowadays. And mm. maybe some people are really good at being remote. Um, I'm definitely not one of those people because it's going to get messy quick. Like I'm uh, completely blurred the lines of personal life and work. Yeah, that's a good um, problem. No inspiration. I'm not leaving the house. You no. know, like um, I need those in between moments, if you will, I need to be in person. Um, so it's become so easy to be remote, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I try to get out, go on walks. Yeah. Winter's the winter is upon us. So oh, yeah. get that cold. frozen yeah. nose. That's at least what I get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and screw Ohio. You never know what the weather is going to be like. This was a public uh, statement by Spencer Roberts. <laughs> yeah, screw Ohio. I feel like... Uh, all right. Question for you guys. Yeah. Um, were you, like, aware of, like, what Ohio is? I feel like people are always, like, trash-talking Ohio on the internet. I mean, I feel... Nobody really knows... I've seen many uh, memes, you know, when there's, like, some criminal <laughs> yeah. stuff going on. It's probably, probably happened in Ohio. Yeah, so, like, why is that a thing? It's so, <laughs> no, but it's so weird, like, because I understand Florida memes. Oh. I understand, because I've, I've lived in Florida, so, like... Oh, I, really? Yeah, I, I lived there, I, I grew up in Florida, and, like, I understand the memes, because it's the most random shit, but I don't understand the trashing on Ohio. I also like watching stand-up, and all the stand-up comedians trash on Ohio, <laughs> and I just don't understand why. Yeah, uh, this is a love letter to Ohio. Thank you for listening. No, um, you're dating. I, I definitely think, yeah, <laughs> I definitely like, I think there's some relationship between Ohio and Florida. Like, Ohio is oh, kind wow. of like the Northern Florida. They're like, they're will. both swing states as well. Yeah. I think that says a lot in and of itself. <laughs> um, there's some interesting people in both Ohio and in Florida. And it's funny cause I generally feel like people from Ohio, when they go on vacation, it's to Florida. 
But and that's is not a, cool a state to be honest. I so. disagree. Oh, like when? it's hot, wow. humid, always like rainy. Where I feel do you like, like it's, it's kind of touristy. Where, where do you enjoy going? No shame on that. Like yeah. I went to Florida a lot. Yeah. Like that's like where I went on. That was vacation. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been to many places. Um, you know, I I went to Europe for the first time this past semester, and it's great to like actually get out and see the world a little bit, right outside mm. of Ohio. It's where did, where did you went to Europe? Yeah, so I went to Amsterdam. Oh, uh, cool. Flew into Amsterdam, stayed a couple of days, went to Brussels uh, on the train, came back to Amsterdam just for like a week or so. Um, but yeah, that's another great way to get inspiration. Definitely, you know, <laughs> canals and all. Yeah. Look cool, at cool. you being human. Look at me being a human, guys. Yeah, you thought yeah. I was a robot. You thought I was a cave dweller. <laughs> now we're coming. <laughs> and we, we didn't think that I might about be a that human. Would, yeah. No, this is no, the, the we picture don't, that I'm painting. We don't so. see you like that, but other people see you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, most people do. Yeah. Um, life of a graphic designer. Yeah. Or just designer, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, we usually like ending each episode with recommendations. So a movie, a book, and a song recommendation. Mm. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to be able to give you a book recommendation. Any book. Um, we talked about this be before. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. All right, hold on. I'll I'll double up. Can I double up yeah. on something instead? Yeah, sure. Um, maybe music. Uh, I think music is something that is like super big uh, to me. Uh, it was kind of like something I really got into. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of like alternative hip hop. Or rap, if you will, I guess. There's a lot of good music that's dropped recently. So I'll double up on music. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of good albums. J.I.D. just dropped an album. Smino just dropped an album. Um, you know, I think those... Zaya, Z-A-I-A, just dropped an album. Uh, Kenny Mason just dropped an album. Um, I feel like I'm swimming in, in that kind of mm-hmm. music right now. Um, it's also very possible that you're just shouting out your friends and I'm going <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. So this is yeah. Your understanding that I I don't listen to like a lot of like huge mm. popular yeah. artists. I feel like I like to be one of those people that like gets ahead of the curve on like up and coming artists, and maybe I feel special about that or something. Um, you're getting also inspiration from your music, like if you're listening while working. Is this? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think it's like if I'm listening to something, it's a little edgy or something. Maybe mm-hmm. I subconsciously am designing a little edgy. Or uh, um, generally, I can't like work all that much if I'm listening to like music lyrics. So mm-hmm. um, I find myself listening to like lo-fi study beats, classic. Yeah, and, uh, kind of like the same, right? We started oh, we started listening to some like jazz. Jazz, my work. Yeah, jazz, yeah, I like jazz music. Um, but yeah, so that's maybe that's music. Um, if you're really curious, look up any of those people I just said. Um, I can't give you a good movie recommendation either. I'm a TV. I'm a TV person. So just say TV show. Oh, there's also running movies and TV. Yeah. Um, well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TV. What have I watched? I mean, I it's good. I mean, we're hearing out that you're very productive. You don't spend a lot of time. Doing watching movies or yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's that's it. Um, is there like a childhood classic 
childhood class. Like, I don't know. Like, when I did a recommendation, I sort of said Star Wars in general. That's Shout out Star Wars. Um, you know, although I'm never, I'd never really got into, like, the Star Wars type of mm. type of stuff. The Star Wars or, like, the superhero stuff. For yeah. For reason, it's, like, big of a commitment. I feel like I can't get into that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I think I'm I'm like a good limited series type of person, like small HBO limited series, um, Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is, you know. Um, I like stuff like Dexter, like weird, like okay. murderous kind of yeah. stuff. Like you think that I'm probably a psycho from enjoying this stuff, uh, but I like I like it, like a murder. Murder mystery. Murder mystery type, yeah. type of deal. Like, um, yeah. It's cool. Everybody yeah, has a different taste, you know? Yeah. yeah. And do, do you have like a childhood classic book by any chance? Yeah, shout out to Flat Stanley. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't read a lot growing up. Uh, I think it's kind of funny because, you know, I... I never like got into reading. Yeah. I was never like encouraged to read. Okay. Um, but definitely the classics like Flat Stanley, which we were just ironically talking about earlier for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a classic, right? Yeah. Um, hey. Deep stuff. Yeah. <laughs> really deep, really deep stuff. And uh the last and final question, like a uh, favorite coffee experience and i sort of elaborated on that over text mm -hmm. real quick but it could be your favorite order like your favorite drink or maybe a favorite cafe or a memorable experience that you had while drinking coffee yeah so i'm definitely i mean i can't shout out like specific cafe i'm like the type of person like screw a starbucks yeah I'm a, like low like a local kind of place like somewhere that has like a really good environment to be in like i need that local yeah feel coffee order i'm probably gonna order something that has some kind of sweetener in it you know i'm like i'll i'll get like a iced vanilla latte or something <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile you guys have me in here drinking coffee coffee uh, <laughs> yeah. oh man should but, we have gotten you a sweetener or no 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 is, You're just I mean, terrible this is good host, feedback. this is a... No. It's good feedback <laughs> for when we're uh, interviewing people, so... Uh, is that... All right, so is this an American thing that, like, what? drinks are always, like, overly sweetened and... Um, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a maybe a generational thing as well because, like, I feel like um, a lot of... Also, my friends in Europe, they... They don't like plain black coffee and, I mean, mm -hmm. I also don't like it. Usually, I more of a flat white or cappuccino guy but um i don't know like I, f i feel like a lot of people getting into coffee now are mostly stuck on the sort of sweet over overly sweet drinks right yeah but that's it, that's me i feel like it takes away from the flavor though like then you're chasing it's, vanilla sometimes it can support the flavor it depends on what yeah. coffee you drink that's why i generally drink like so, like an espresso that's gonna be like I need to have that coffee flavor. Yeah. I also mm -hmm. want it to be like creamy and have mm. like some some kind of flavor something along with it. I mean, hey, everyone for them, I don't judge what other people drink unless it's Starbucks. But I'm feeling yeah. Yeah. Through <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah. And that's actually the main point of this podcast. By the way, um, 
This episode is sponsored by Starbucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> but yeah, um, favorite coffee experience. Oh, see, I thought I'd dodge that question. I don't have like a favorite coffee experience. I don't think. So your your drink of choice is the probably like um, uh, an iced latte with vanilla. Okay. If you nice something, something like that. I know. I approve that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well. Spencer, thank you for taking the time to come on today. And I hope you had fun recording this. I definitely did. I think yeah. I, we learned a lot about yeah. you know, graphic design, also seeing your point of view and also seeing the similarities between industrial design, mm -hmm. like especially both of us yeah. were like really passionate and you were passionate. So it was really nice to see somebody yeah. who's also thinking like us, you know, what's normal to work also <laughs> besides university. Yeah, yeah so I think everybody learned a lot today. Yeah, it's been great for me as well. Yeah. Uh, and you were saying, I'm sorry. I cut you no, I, I was just going to say you sort of um, confirmed our sanity to us. No. Yeah. Well, I'm probably <laughs> not a best judge for that, but <laughs> if, if, you, if you've taken some, some, I don't, if, sure, you've got the Spencer approval. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that valid? No, probably not. Um, yeah, but thank you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, first podcast, like I said. Um, I've almost forgotten that I was speaking into a microphone. Yeah. But it's it's been a lot of fun, both learning about industrial design and just chatting with you guys today. So, yeah, cool. thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Tune in to us for another episode next week. Yes, stay tuned. Bye. Oh, it didn't record. No. <laughs>